0: Welcome to the Wanting It More podcast. I'm your host, Janet Denton-Howes, and it's an absolute delight to have you here. I'm a marriage and intimacy educator, as well as a creator of the Wanting It More program, which has helped thousands of women who are married to men want and enjoy it more in the bedroom. You know, having low desire was something that I personally struggled with for years in my marriage, so I absolutely get it all. You are not alone. Just a heads up, I use all the words in this podcast, so if you've got little ears around or you're in public setting, you may want to pop in some earbuds. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, it's me just popping in really quick before we start the episode to let you know if you haven't heard already that I'm hosting a free class next week, one on January 16th and one on January 19th at different times. So go to slash free class to register and get a spot. I highly recommend taking this class if you like what you're hearing on the podcast and you want to learn more. You want to learn how to want and enjoy it more in the bedroom in a way that feels good and doesn't involve just doing it, pushing yourself, pressure, guilt, all of those delightful experiences. Just kidding. They're not. If you can, I encourage you to come live because You get to hear from other women, and even though there is a recording, the chat conversations are not on it. So you don't wanna miss that, plus the Q&A at the end, which always gets really good conversation going. I only run these classes three times a year, so I do encourage you to register if you can. And again, if you can't attend live, just register and I will send you the recording. I send it to everybody. I'll be taking about 15 minutes to talk about the Wanting It More program, which uh, another round is coming up on February 3rd. So for those of you who are curious to learn more, especially after listening to this episode, because today I am talking with a good friend of mine who took the Wanting It More program about five years ago. So it's gonna be really cool for you to hear how our journey is going so far. All right, I'll see you there soon, bye. Welcome back everyone to the wanting more podcast. I am Janet Denton house that never ends. And today we have a great conversation with a really great friend of mine and we're going to get into some details. So I do have a warning at the beginning of this podcast. So I want to give you an extra warning that we will probably use words that you may or may not want your kids to hear. I don't know. I know my friend B because we lived in the same city for a really brief period of time, like four months, was it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we connected, our kids were about the same age. And I was just starting to learn about being a highly sensitive person. And B came along and she was like an older auntie who had been through it for a few more years than I had been. And even though I moved to the island, we have really stayed in touch. And um, she's the one I go to when things are rough. You know why I go to her? It's because she just says, it makes sense, Jana. Me too. She never tries to solve any problems for me. So welcome, B. Thanks for doing this with me. Thank you, Jana. Did you want to say anything more about who you are, your life? We're trying to keep this a little anonymous, so...
1: Yeah, um, I guess I would just say that, you know, while I may have had some, you know, background in being highly sensitive, as we got, became closer friends and then I, I did the Wanting It More program, um, you know, I've gotten a lot of, um, knowledge and acceptance around sex and around marriage from you. So we've learned a lot from each other in our friendship and I think it's helped us, you know, mutually with our, with our relationships, but, you know, kind of just with our own, like we both love um, personal growth. It's like, like something that I'm always thinking about. And so we talk a lot about that and self-improvement. So this is just one area of life that, you know, you've helped a lot of people, I think, with with their
0: self-improvement, including myself. So. What was it like taking, wanting it more, well, being my friend? That doesn't happen often for me. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, I don't know if it would have been
1: less or less comfortable or more comfortable if it was someone I didn't know. I hadn't really thought about it. I think it was actually easier to take it from you because I trusted you. And so I kind of knew a little bit from talking to you what it was about. And I also knew that, you know, what you were offering was real and sincere. So. um I was still uncomfortable because it's about sex. And I, I don't know anyone who doesn't have a bit of discomfort around talking about that. There's a few completely free spirits in the world, but I, I'm not one of them. So it was fine, actually. I think it was actually better that I knew you because um, there was a trust there. Um, but I don't know. I ha- it's the only course of that type I've taken. So I don't have anything to compare it to. Hmm. How long ago was that? You remember? That no, was a long time ago. Um, I want to say around 2018, but um, yeah, 2017, somewhere in there. So I guess by, about five years ago.
0: Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So you really can offer a longer term perspective than mm-hmm. a lot of folks that I speak with. Do you remember what it was like? Mm-hmm. Well, what about what was your sex life like before uh, doing this work? So
1: before it was like we would have somewhat regular sex. It was not scheduled. I had a lot of resistance towards it, and it was very much uh, sort of uh, my husband wanting it more. <laughs> <laughs> to quote your, your course, and me sometimes wanting it, but not wanting it when it was wanted, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love it. if
1: that makes any sense, but I think it might to a lot of people. I've learned a lot since then that, um, I want to be the leader. I want to be the initiator that makes me want it more. Mm-hmm. So I guess before it was, um, it felt a bit more like, okay, well, this is what we do. It wasn't, this is what I want, or this is what I need. It was just like part of sort of the marriage contract, you know, and sometimes it was enjoyable, but it just, it was kind of like, I, I I just, I felt passive in it. Like, like I didn't make the rules up. It was like, Patriarchy sex, or something. That should be a book. I bet
0: it is a book. Actually. It should be a book. That's a great title.
1: <laughs> Feel free to take it, any authors out there. <sighs>
0: yeah. I get first dibs.
1: Okay, of course you do. Of course you do.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, I'm so relatable. Yeah. It's so relatable. Yeah. And then, yeah, the, then through the journey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, yeah. What really stood out for you the most? What's what's been a couple of concepts or ideas that <clears throat> made a difference for you? Uh, so
1: I think as as I was taking the course and my husband did the um sort of the husband yes. yeah. bit, I don't know what that was called. Um he did the and then we would sort of share what we were learning. I a lot of tension came up as it does um, for both of us. And I think one of the things that I valued the most from the course and from that learning was to to let my husband have his own experience and his own feelings and for me to have my own in terms of like when we did the three-week break or when I would kind of Come to a realization that I didn't like the way something was happening in our marriage, whether it was about sex or maybe it was about chores or maybe it was about, you know our children. Um, it was a process, and it still is of like going from kind of not wanting to create conflict and wanting to um, keep the peace or, you know, somehow feeling some type of ownership of his feelings to creating some more boundaries honestly having healthier boundaries about what what is mine and what is his um and that's helped immensely with sex and also just with our relationship it's helped with my friendships it's helped with being a mother it's like okay that person can have that the feelings of resentment or frustration and it's it's theirs and i can acknowledge it but i don't have to own it i don't have to take care of it for them it's it's theirs. And so, yeah, that was big. That was a, that was a big one. And I feel like it ties everything in for me. Like I can just remember scenes in our kitchen when we were doing the course and he would come up behind me and do that grab hug behind. Um, and I started to realize that I hated that. Mm-hmm. And I had to tell him to not do that. And even to this day, five years later, he did it like a couple weeks ago and he hadn't for the longest time. And all I said was, I don't like that. And you know it. And that was it. And I didn't even really feel bad. Whereas five years ago, it would have been like, how do I tell him what I need? You know, and my husband is, you know, he's sensitive, but he's also, he appreciates direct, you know, communication. So if I'd said, I don't like that, don't do that. It probably would have been received fine five years ago, but I wasn't ready to communicate that way. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, that can be one of the, most difficult things to do and that's mm-hmm. an ongoing practice yeah, of course because it can be layered with guilt mm-hmm. and pressure and the shoulds of culture what am i i'm supposed to like that hug from behind don't all women like hug from behind? what's wrong with me that i don't like the hug from behind yeah, yeah. so fast forward mm-hmm. five years later i thought it'd be cool to have a conversation just about what we're learning right now uh, from the sexual experience. And that's an ongoing, that's just ongoing. And I I, I guess I'll just pause here for folks who uh, are new to, to my world. And I teach a form of scheduled intimacy called exploration dates. And this th- that term comes up a lot in different episodes. So I'm sure I've said it before. But the idea is that you have time uh, scheduled that isn't – there's no goals. The goal really it's more of an intention for connection and pleasure. And so everyone would be a little different. You're learn different things. And that's the idea is that every time it's an opportunity to learn something. It's not a time to succeed or fail or say, yeah, I really – that was a real good one. You know, we both had an orgasm and there was penetrative sex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But that, uh, if the intention is connection and pleasure, then there's so much opportunities, there's so much freedom to discover, ongoing who you are as a human being, and and what you can what you can do together as a couple. So. Was that a lot of pressure to now have a really intense? No, that actually was great because it was very reassuring because it was like,
1: oh, yeah. So, you know, the things that I learned five years ago, you know, it's not been perfect. It It's never going to be. But yeah, like that's some of the things that we've we've got going on. And that's I, I mean, people have said this to you before. I know it's like I think of Jana before I have sex, <laughs> not right. in a weird way in terms of. You know, I I remember the tools, not all the time now, but quite regularly. I remember, um, you know what what we learned and what we talked about. So yeah, we um we do have a scheduled date once a week, and over the years it sort of changed in terms of what day works best and what time works best. And obviously that changed too with you know the age of our kids or jobs. So it's not like a set thing um, all the time. But we right now um, have a set time on the weekends, usually in the afternoon. And we just do a Saturday. But if Saturday ends up getting crazy, we know we have Sunday. So that seems to be working for us now. Um, And some weeks we have to miss it. And something that's been interesting is I've noticed um, that when we we don't have our XD, it's really hard to find the time during the week. So it often ends up up getting pushed to the following weekend. So then we don't have sex for two weeks instead of one week. And in the past, you know, before the course, and even, you know, in the early stages of what we were learning, it was always like a relief, like, okay, I don't have to. (laughs) And still now there's a bit of a relief in terms of like one less thing to do, kind of like, you know, dishes or running an errand. But there's also something in my body that I start to notice that I miss. Like, I get a, usually, I get a massage maybe every month or so. And I notice when I miss that. And now, because we have these regular exploration dates once a week, my body is used to that. So I'm not, you know, I know there's the emotional, mental side of sex, but just physically, it's like my body's like, oh, partway through the week, if, Um, the second week, if we didn't have our date, um, it's not like I feel horny necessarily. I just can't sleep as well. And I start feeling this emotional distance with my partner. Again, not that he's pulling away, but it really does connect us in so many ways um, that I think we're not, we don't always realize. And then when it gets delayed, we, we can feel it and it might sound weird, but our kids can feel it too. Like we don't tell them we didn't have our date, but we tend to have a bit more tension between us maybe, or it's like they can sense we're not as connected. I don't know because I think our whole family is highly sensitive. So that makes it um, maybe that much more, but that's my feeling about it. That it, um, it's a, it's a really important part of our kind of well being now.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that that's mm-hmm. so similar to what I experience as well. Mm-hmm. And that's the the switch I think a lot of women need to make is the expectation of what wanting it is. Yeah. Like wanting it, I mean, before I probably would have what I was trying to chase before, I did this work <clears throat> was I want to feel, yeah, horny. I want to feel that like want to rip my husband's clothes off i don't know just tingling mm. somewhere or something it's hard to even describe right? somewhere yeah. anywhere <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> some, some warmth, <laughs> some wetness something uh, yeah yeah and now it's sort of yeah it's a fondness it's a a little mm. sadness oh but I relate to that, oh, a little bit of relief. No, I don't. Uh, I used to feel that. I don't feel that anymore. I, I did feel that, yeah, for a while. Mm-hmm. It's like when you're an introvert and you really love friends, but then your friend cancels and there's that slight little, mm-hmm. oh, you mean I can just sit around in my PJs mm-hmm. night? And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you talked about figuring out how you scheduled that, that, I was curious about that. So I think maybe some other people are as well. What Mm -hmm. do you remember how the evolution looked like? Did you try different times or? Yeah, we did. We did. You know that you didn't do it for a
1: while or. Yeah, we started off, I think, because before the course, we probably used to do nighttime sex the most, especially because our kids were younger or even before that, when we didn't have kids. It's kind of like, well, that's when you have sex at night. That's what they do in the movies. <laughs> Friday. Friday is at night. This yeah. more BS that we have to clean away from our brainwashed brains. Um, but anyway, so we'd still do it at night after doing the course, but I'm not really a, a night person at least anymore. And um, it just wasn't really working for me. So it took us a while to kind of realize like that was a bad time because I like to talk as part of our date. And I also don't really like talking at night. I like sleeping at night. <laughs> like I'm talking from about eight p.m. onwards. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I am. Um, so I just remember it, kind of coming to the realization that that I have permission to ask for it at a different time. It was like, oh, we don't have to do it at night. I think actually, I remember you saying at some point that you did it in, in like in the morning. So. I'm, on the weekend. And I was like, well, I don't want to do that either. So what do I want? And I guess somehow it evolved into um, a weekend afternoon, because that's when usually we're back home, we have lunch, and then the kids get showtime. So it kind of just evolved into that. And then we played around with the Saturday, Sunday thing, just based on what was going on um, in the weekend. But yeah. And then we tried twice a week for a while too, at, at some point at my husband's request. Um, and then I was like, no, once a week is good for me. And then we went back to once a week. And now he like, he, he doesn't, he seems to like it too. Like we both sort of adjusted to that. It's like he's, he's wanting it less in terms of frequency for the most part, and I'm wanting it more in terms of frequency. So we found a, a pretty good um, balance now that, that works.
0: That's really interesting you share that because <laughs> with the folks that I'm in touch with longer term who have done this, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is a very similar pattern I start mm-hmm. to see. But it does take a while for things to settle. It
1: really does. It really does. And then you think, oh, like I'm doing this wrong or I've, you know, I've forgotten everything I learned. I mean, certainly there's lots to learn from your course that can be revisited, but it does just take time you know, and it's like, it's for the whole, our whole life, right? Things are going to keep changing. Like what I sometimes wanted was a massage at the beginning all the time. And now I'm not necessarily wanting that. I want to cuddle and talk. And like, sometimes it's just really short and sometimes it's longer. And like you were saying earlier, like, it's not like a success fail. Like sometimes I enjoy it more or we both enjoy it more and we're aware, but it's like the pressure's off because it's like, well, next week, you know, do it again you know and we still connected and like it doesn't matter as much it's like it's like there was just a lot more pressure before which um yeah you can't how can you enjoy how can you feel pleasure when you feel pressure (laughs) you can't it's impossible yeah Uh,
0: like emotional pressure physical pressure can feel good but (laughs) but like that sort of like stress you know it's Mm -hmm. so interesting that you're sharing this because as much as I dedicate my life to couples having sex. Mm. I think what I do is actually help them see sex within the context of their whole relationship and whole life, which yeah. is often a lot less of a focus that it is currently. Does that make
1: sense? It totally makes sense. It's like we're having more consistent sex now, but it's, um, I think because we've opened up so much about it and we understand each other then it's like not taboo anymore right and then it's just it's like it's like not talking about it with your kids right like i didn't grow up talking about it with my parents so then it becomes this big thing right it becomes this issue but if you make peace about it and openly and talk about it and find out what everybody you know feels and then it's like it's like no big deal
0: no big deal. Yeah. It's, it's a part of your life. It's, it's not a part of our life. Yeah. It's yeah. just sort of a part of the life. Like we do any other mm. part of our life, like making dinner and yeah. parenting conversations and that sort yeah. of thing. But it's really important still. Like I
1: feel like I think it's more important now than I used to, especially for me. Cause I used to think it was maybe more important for him only because I wasn't, you know, feeling, um, empowered by it. I wasn't feeling par- in partnership with my husband about it. It wasn't feeling like something we we were doing together that was fun and playful. It was like, well, sex is serious. I don't know. Like I had some idea of it being very rigid. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's, I think there's just more equality is, is a big thing. Like there's just more equality there. And that has gone into other parts of our marriage too, like with housework and childcare and a lot of things. I bet other women have felt that too. Like you, it's like, it's your body, right? So you're just like, this is what I want. And also I don't want to do all the dishes and all the cooking and also, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, right. yeah. Now I have a voice. Where else? Yeah. Do I- mm-hmm. And I know that we are both enjoying sex more, not just me. And that's, I don't know if that's one of the best parts, but it's pretty great, you know.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of women struggle with the husband piece. Yeah, everybody. I mean, some women have really supportive husbands and that isn't a concern for them when they're thinking about doing this course. But a lot of people are uh, concerned about that. And it's kind of a wild card. You know, you don't know how they're going to respond. You don't know how supportive they will be. You don't know if they're willing to change and adjust things or expectations. Mm-hmm. What kind of progression have you seen with your husband around that? It was hard at first. It was really hard. It was really uncomfortable.
1: I mean, he's a great guy, but he's a man, he's part of this culture, and it was a big change. Um, and so he found it hard and I found it hard that it was hard for him. And I was finding it hard for myself. It was really uncomfortable. Um, It was one of those things where it's like something's hard, but something's difficult, but the thought of not doing something is more difficult. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was one of those situations. Um, And then it took a while, you know, did the course and then, it didn't just change overnight. Like it's better now. And it's still not perfect. It's just, there's uh it just took a while for him to kind of get on board with the idea and for me to find my place as, as the leader, because it's like a new job. Like you don't know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the more confident I became in what I wanted, then, um, that made it easier too. um, so it was just it was just like a learning process. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And now, what are you now, learning about? What are you learning about in your in your XDs these days?
1: What am I learning?
0: Well, I mean, I knew it before, but I love I love cuddles.
1: And my husband's not super cuddly, but I know with the XD, I can get as much cuddling as I want. <laughs> and I do find we cuddle more now during the week. Um and I just initiate it more and he knows that I I also learned that I generally don't like him to initiate cuddling or anything. Yeah, same here. Like anything. Anything. So he pretty he pretty much knows that now. I mean he's human, he slips up. And then sometimes when we're starting to get more intimate in the date, and I'll I'll either say like, you know, stop or he'll just become aware and he'll just kind of kind of like go dead in a way. He'll just like go on his back and just be like, and then if I want him to do something, I'm like, okay, like you can, you know, you can do something. You can touch me here or, or do this. But um, if he gets kind of too into it before me, basically. So there's this point where we're cuddling, maybe kissing a little, touching a little. And then there's this point, it's, it's, it's almost like a switch for me where I'm like ready to get really into it. You know, Full on, like your penis can come in now. That point, and there's certain parts of my body I don't want touched before that point happens. It's almost like going from G-rated to PG to PG thirteen. Like that's kind of a dumb way to explain it, but it it just feels like that for me. And you can't rush that. And some days I can get there really quickly, and I'm like ready. And other days I'm like, we got to talk for a while. I need a massage, and I'm like, I don't think I can do this today. And some when I say do this, I mean like. You know, whatever
0: you call it, in like um penetrative penetrative that's the word. <laughs> Yeah. We we come I up with new say. words on like enveloped. penetrative, like enveloped yeah that sounds worse. That sounds worse because penetrate is like penis focused. Oh, fair enough. So okay. we've been trying to in the course in different Involved. different cohorts trying to do some brainstorming around what terminology would be vulva focused or vagina focused. Oh, cool. Like and that. so we were thinking enveloped, like the vagina yes. envelops the penis. Does that make sense? That's,
1: that's very empowered language. I'm with it now. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
0: But we know you're like PIV, penis and vagina, <laughs> sort of. <experience>. PIV. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all Dana. sorts of terms.
1: Sex is so funny. Isn't it so, funny? anyway, it is funny. So, yeah. So I, I kind of learned what I need to. Progress into the date, and then if I don't want to go further, then I can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's taken a long time, but I've learned that about myself. I've learned, you know, what I need to 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 warm up, and like clean sheets is really good for me. Um, and both of us having brushed our teeth and not be stinky, and like water, and you know, just different things that that help. Sometimes a candle. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I just really like to feel, um, enveloped in like the hug way, (laughs) you know, and, um, So you like a tight squeeze? Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the really soft kind of
0: tickly, you know, like the rubby, rubby stuff. Do you like more of a firm, like non-moving hand?
1: Um, it depends. I think like if someone's giving me a back massage, I don't want them to like gently like, like blow on my neck and like slowly, like that kind of slowly draw their hands down. Hey, if anyone who's listening loves that, go get her. I just don't like that. Like I want a really firm, like he's a really, really good at giving massages. So I want a really firm like massage, that kind of
0: stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I prefer that. How do you deal with that moment where you realize I'm satisfied? This is feeling like a complete experience for me. And he mm-hmm. hasn't had a uh, orgasm. Mm-hmm.
1: So I find usually if I am, if I find, I usually want PIV if I'm into it. So if I'm, I usually want that. And so that ends up working for both of us. Um, I didn't think I liked that before. I didn't think I liked penetration before, before we did the course and even at the beginning stages. But now because I feel so much more relaxed, there's no pain or discomfort and it just feels enjoyable for both of us, which is nice. And I'm also less focused on orgasm because it rarely happens in, in penetrative sex and even rarely like with him touching me. Um, so I focus really on just all all the sensations and like the closeness, but in terms of if I'm not into it, um, I guess what happens is, um, he usually is then not into it if I'm not into it. Right. So we just kind of, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't help him, you know, finish or anything. It's usually just, okay, well, today isn't working and. You know, and that happens not that often, but it happens. Mm. And he's disappointed, but not in a like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it just it just happens, and it's like, okay, that's it. I guess yeah. it didn't work today. He understands, and we don't argue about it. It's just done. Yeah,
0: yeah. That usually is a real challenge for so many women because if you're going to really embrace the fact that you're not going to have goals, there are going to be moments like that, which just feel uncomfortable. And sometimes I have to take a real power pose and just say to myself, you know, this is about my pleasure and, and I am satisfied right now. And this is a complete and full experience for me right now. And I know that if I push myself or pressure myself it won't work in the long run. I just know that. I mean, I have tried. I have yeah. tried that route for years yeah. and it doesn't lead to anywhere good for me or for him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, cuz then you feel resentful. No, we, I've certainly pushed myself or, you know, helped him to finish if I'm not into it anymore. And, and yeah, I always feel kind of used after Mm -hmm. even though I didn't say don't it's not like he didn't have my permission but it it wasn't something that I wanted Mm -hmm. and so I, I agree with you totally like that doesn't really happen anymore but it definitely did even since the course you know it's like well you know it's okay but it's always better to stop if you can if you can just really listen to yourself um because you know there's a next time there's next week there's the next date. each one's different and it's kind of like, it's like pushing yourself on a hike, and then you know your ankle's sore, and then you're just going to injure it. But in this case, it's like it's your whole body and your emotions and your heart and your relationship. Like it's, it's not it's not worth it. Um, but it's really hard. It's really hard to do, and I totally acknowledge that. And I've definitely, um, even with knowing what you you've taught, like it's it's really hard to do that. And so I don't have an answer about how to do that. I think it's just practice and trying it and, and knowing what it feels like when you don't say you're done and how that can feel really yucky. And then it's like, okay, I don't want to feel that way. Um, I want to be honest with myself. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's why I love giving yourself just so much compassion and grace that this is a never ending journey. And often you don't learn something until you push it a little far. Of course. And then you just, you, you do that And you observe it and you reflect and then you choose for yourself. So maybe it is Jana in your head saying, don't do it. Don't push yourself. (laughs) Safety is important. (laughs) But hopefully over time. And it's just cool to see after five years what it's like for you. I mean, we talk Mm -hmm. all the time almost daily, but we don't usually have detailed conversations about our sex (laughs) lives. I mean, it Mm -hmm. comes in and out here and there, but in and out. (laughs) <laughs> it's so hard jenna sex is funny it's so hard, it's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um, yeah. so where should we go from here oh you know i did want to say mm. ask one thing i think mm. women are often curious about the husband piece mm. and they're often curious about what things look like afterwards and they're often curious about kids so you have your time during when the kids are at the home, usually. They're not mm-hmm. sleeping. they're around. Mm-hmm. What have you had them interrupt you? Do you have conversations with them? Are you worried about them barging in and picking the lock or knocking on the door? or how do how does that work? Um, so
1: so far, we've just told them we're having a nap. Um, I'm pretty sure my 12 year old knows now that we're actually having sex. Um, Usually my son, when he's on his screens is completely like (laughs) uninterruptible. So he rarely would come unless it like the iPad died or something. Um, And then my daughter, we do have a lock on our bedroom. Um, My daughters come sometimes and knocked and then we'll just ask, like, what do you want? And if it can wait, and if it can't, then we just have to kind of find out what she needs and then go back to the date. It used to be more uncomfortable because I felt like, I don't know.
0: Like dirty, like hidden you're secret. Yeah.
1: yeah, but it's like permission to have sex in my marriage, check. Um, if the kids know what we're doing, well, that's how they were made. Like there's a lot more comfort than there used to be around that. So, um, so it's, it's working, it's working for us. Um, we couldn't do it if the kids were home because, you know, unless we both work from home or something, um, there have been times when, um, he's been home from work. Um, and I work from home and I, I think I would say it's a little more exciting when they're not in the house. Like we feel a little more free, like we're on a vacation. Um, and maybe because it's like in the middle of the day, like we, we can choose exactly when we want to do it rather than like, okay, we've just had lunch and you know, it, it ends up having to move based on what the kids are doing. So it is kind of fun when they're not home um, in in a different way. But yeah, the, the door, the lock on the bedroom door is essential. Yeah. Otherwise I couldn't, I couldn't relax. I
0: don't think. Yeah. No. So they haven't ever. Picked it. Yeah.
1: No, they haven't yet seen us no i say yet because i imagine it may happen <laughs> yeah that can
0: be a real fear for a lot of women sure and, sure yeah, and and then also that sort of shame piece that uh we're supposed to be having a hot sex life but we're also not supposed to ever have sex what a exactly. weird strange impossible weird.
1: situation it's impossible. yeah yeah. I finally talked to my daughter. I we sort of had the sex talk, which, you know, I mean, honestly being your friend and the course to, you know, help that for me to feel more comfortable doing it. I mean, it was still uncomfortable, but know, um, yeah, I think the more we can talk to our kids about just normalizing, talking about sex and what sex is, maybe I, you know, I can get to the point where it's like, yeah, your, your dad and I are going to have our, I don't know what I would call it, but We're going to have sex. I I don't know if I'd ever want to get to that point or I would get to that point, Mm -hmm. but it seems possible um, that it shouldn't be that weird for your parents to have sex. Like, why is it so weird?
0: Yeah, Um, because we're also setting them up to feel weird in their relationships coming mm -hmm. up and wanting to hide it and be secretive about it and feel dirty Mm -hmm. and wrong and Mm -hmm. have all this weird, the hype around it. I feel like that's what secrecy does. Hey, it just makes it bigger. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything else you wanted to add, B, before we say
1: goodbye? Well, I just think that this is important work for women to empower themselves um, as humans. And it's not just about penetration (laughs) and it's not just about um marriage you know it's about i think it's about equality and that's what i love about this program and what you're doing is i think it's really trying to help um elevate women's perspective of view of themselves you know Mm -hmm. and i think by doing that it helps um our husband's as well, and creates a really better um, example for our children next and the future for, um, just equality in 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 marriages and more um, more opportunities for women to, just you know, own their have have autonomy and and feel empowered in their bodies. So let's do it. You know, it's hard work. It's hard work. It's hard work take breaks and we're going to cry and we're going to doubt ourselves and and all the rest of it. Uh, But it's really important and it can be really joyful when we have like milestones where we're like, oh, I just had sex and I led it and I felt good about it. And the end, like,
0: how great is that? So great. Thanks for coming and chatting with me about this. Thanks for being such a great friend. I really love you.
1: I love you too. And to all the women out there, I love you too.
0: I love you too. (laughs) Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode, I have a favor to ask of you. It's really hard to get the word out about a podcast about sex. What would really, really help is if you would leave a rating and a review. And I know that you get asked this all the time in different podcasts, but please, I beg you, it would really, really help so that more women who need this message will hear it. All you have to do is go into your Apple podcast app. It's the purple icon. And if you go to the podcast page where it shows my face, and has a little button that says latest episodes if you scroll down past the episodes and you get to a section called ratings and reviews there's a little purple writing thing that <laughs> says write a review if you click on that it will ask you to give it a five stars actually you can put any stars but five is what i would love and put a title and then write your review. Thank you so much for supporting this little venture here. And I really am so grateful. If you are curious about Wanting It More and how this program could help you want and enjoy sex more with your husband, and you feel like it may be a great next step for you, you can go to wanting slash wantingitmore to sign up for the wait list, to learn more, to see when we're running our next round. All right, that's it. I'll see you next one.